Welcome to life, the grand adventure. During this adventure, there are many twists and turns, each of which leads on a new path of our journey. Luckily for us all, we have a God with us for this adventure. Oftentimes, we try to make life too complicated. Hello, I'm Adam, and I have great news for you. Life is actually quite simple, and if you come along with me on this podcast journey, I will share with you one simple fact about life and faith. It's that simple. I'll be reading from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32. Instructions for Christian Living So, I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Ephesians is a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus to help strengthen them and further explain the purpose of the church and importance of unity as we're all one body in Christ. With the main goal of this letter being to encourage and energize the believers in their faith. Ephesus was a area just with tons and tons of idolatry and paganism and the church to grow in there took a lot of strength, took a lot of willpower, took a lot of faith and trust in God. And Paul wrote this letter, which for us is six chapters to just teach and encourage them to remain in Christ. Now there is so much said in the verses I read from putting off your old self, to being made new, to making sure we control our anger, to getting all the bitterness and rage and anger out of us and not letting Satan have a foothold on our hearts. I could spend the next three months in this amazing, powerful text. I, and I encourage you to take some time this week to, to review this text, to read through it, see what God is telling you through Paul's words to the church in Ephesus. This week, I want to focus on verse 32. 
the way that Paul wraps up this chapter in Ephesians. It says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Be kind were the first two words. That is literally all I want to talk about today. As I've mentioned before, I am a elementary school drama teacher. Greatest job on earth. I love what I do. I get to teach kids, but what I call it is I make teaching fun. They don't have tests in my class. We write, we act, we work in groups to solve problems and just generally have fun and be silly and just kick back and relax and just enjoy life and enjoy education. A few years ago, I started adapting how I introduced the class rules. I have two class rules now. The first one is be kind. And the second one is do your best. Each day when I start class, I start with those rules popping up on the board and the students can recite them and they'll say them out loud. And I'll point out what be kind means for that day. And a lot of times the be kind part is almost like my soapbox part of the day, my sneaky telling them Christian values part of the day. Shh, don't tell anybody, okay? But I look at them and I say, you know what? Those rules are it. I tell the same rules to kindergarten. I tell the same rules to fifth grade because I would tell those rules to adults. If we do those two rules, be kind and do your best, you are not the problem in the world. You are making the world better. You are being the best you that you can be. We talk about the fact that in the world there is so much anger. So many people are mean. I, I say, hey, no matter which news station your families watch, if you hear it, all you hear are us adults being mad at each other. And oftentimes I'll apologize. Say, hey, I'm sorry that we are not setting the example we should set and be in kindness. And, we, and I want you to take that torch. Run with it. I only have you for 45 minutes every so many days, and I want us to talk about being kind. If, we, if I can help you all be better than us, the world is going to be an amazing place. At times, I talk about also the fact that us being kind doesn't mean that other people are. A lot of times people think, well, the golden rule says treat others the way I want to be treated. So if someone's mean to me, I, I mean back to them. They're reading that backwards. Jesus said, treat others the way you want to be treated, not treat others the way they treat you. And I talk about that with the students. We talk about the fact that we can't control other people. We know how we want to be treated. And that's all we can do. So kindness is an integral part of what I'm teaching. Every child that comes through my door, if they learn nothing from me, if they don't grow in their reading, don't grow in their speaking, but they are kind human beings in this world, I have succeeded as a professional educating human raiser. Isn't that a cool fancy term for teacher? But that's my goal. And I'll even come back to it during class. You know, the, the big key thing with a lot of us these days is selfishness versus selflessness. I'm sort of getting ahead of myself there, but if we are s selfish, we can't show kindness. But if we show kindness, oh my goodness, it's amazing the things we can do. I've talked with my daughter who's had people that are mean to her. And I'll look at her, I'll, I'll look at her the straight face and I'll say, kill him. She looks at me, oh my goodness. Kill him with kindness. Because it will confuse people. 
if somebody is being mean to you, they're doing it to get a reaction. They're doing it because they're hurting. They're doing it for some other reason. Most of the time it has nothing to do with you. But if you turn around on them and you show them kindness, it'll blow their mind. They'll think it, it'll really confuse people and they might even look at you and think of you differently. They might not. Because as I, as I told my kids, as I'll tell my daughter, you can't, uh, you can't make them change. You can only do what you show. You can only show your Jesus to the world. She had a girl that was being really mean to her. Super mean. And her and I would talk for hours in the car on our way on our Tuesday date nights before middle school youth group. And I would keep telling her the same thing. Just show kindness. The student was mean to her at one point. And my daughter said at the end of, at the end of class, she had to write like a review on, on a, a presentation the student did. And she wrote nice words. It made me super proud of my daughter to see that she could show kindness. I mean, that, that is my two greatest thing about my children is both of them have the biggest hearts for other people. My son is the nicest, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Sometimes we'll lose him at stores because he'll want to show kindness just by holding a door. That's why he's a greeter at church, I guess. But he'll be holding the door and I'll be walking away like, where'd he go? I'll look back. There he is at the door. We almost lost him at Disney World when he was, oh golly, really little because he was holding the gate for people to get out of the little race car section. We're like, where is he? He was right there holding the gate because he wanted to show them kindness. That was his way of showing God's love. So I took it even farther. My boss told me that he wanted me to teach a lesson on a program our school is doing called Leader and Me. And I've never really taught a lot of those lessons. It's done a lot in the class. So I had to look and I was like, oh my goodness, what did I got to teach? I did some research. And we we're talking about this, this idea called Think Win-Win. And so I was looking through Think Win-Win, saw various ideas, saw various things they were teaching at school, and win-win really just means work together. If you work together and you collaborate and you listen to each other, you both win. And that's the idea. I had this illustration that I found online of two donkeys that were tied together on each end of the on each end on in front of each donkey was a bale of hay. And they're both like fighting to get to the bale of hay. And they can't get there. Then they stop and they think and they go, oh, wait. They both walk to the first bale of hay. They eat some of that hay. Then they go to the second bale of hay. They eat some of that hay. They both won. The idea of think win-win is that when you both work together, you can both win. You can all win. You can win by being a team. And that's just showing kindness. That involves you having to be kind to someone else and not think about yourself. So the whole day in class, we did activities involving having to think win-win, having to be kind to each other. And we would talk about them. We would think through them. Yep, this is drama class. So we uh, had them had to make it drama-y. So what I did, we all put on costumes. And it was fun. They were wearing ridiculous stuff. My son was dressed up in Cap Captain America muscle Halloween suit with a pink skirt and a Spider-Man cape. It was hilarious. But they had a blast with that. We did an activity where they had to build the tallest tower using bricks. And the idea being that if we're working together thinking when when they were in four different corners i never said they were in groups if they put all of them together they can make a bigger tower just like in the world if we all work together we can do amazing things through kindness through faith through spirit through sharing our love with each other and we processed it through that entire time we would talk about what was going on 
during the process of showing kindness. We talked about how we can apply that to life, why it's important to think win-win, why we should think about other people. And then I got on my soapbox, my old man's soapbox, and I said these two words, selfish. And I asked them what that meant. We talked about, hey, it means thinking of myself. Think about the most popular picture that people take with their cameras. It's called a selfie. Why do I need a picture of myself with my camera looking at me? My forehead's big. It's just me. It's me showing myself off. I don't need that. I take it if I want to share something or show someone, hey, look at this hat I got. But some people will just be like, hey, I'm here, selfie. We don't need those. If I have a picture, I should savor a picture of my kids, my wife, my friends, my colleagues, my kids at school, my, my small group, my men's group, the men I'm working with at church. Those are photos I should want, not pictures of myself. Luckily, it's one of my bragging points. I'm, I'm a selfish human. I'm selfish when it comes to like, you know, the last donut, the last cookie, those kind of things, my time, my TV show. But with photos, I have to fight. I got to make sure, oh no, I got to get a picture of, of me with the kids. I got pictures of the kids all over the place, but I got to make sure I get one with them as well. But selfishness is so ingrained in our society. Get out for yourself. Make sure you get yourself number one. Problem is, we're listening to a Christian podcast right now. I raised my kids to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He told us we needed to be selfless. We need to think less of ourself. We need to think of others first. Many people confuse that and they'll be like, oh, they'll become the doormat. Don't be the doormat. That's different than being selfless. Selfless means you think of other people and you almost use that think win-win that my students were using, that little catchphrase from school. You think of other people. You still have things you need to do. You still have your life. You're still a human being. You're not a, a robot at the will of whoever you're with. If my wife did every single little thing I said, she'd be a robot. That's Think of it in our humanity. God gave us free will. If not, we are his little TV show that he wrote. We're his pawns. No, we have free will. That's a selfless act of an almighty God. Jesus died on a cross. There's nothing more selfless. It was brutal. It was excruciating. It was the most humiliating thing that could happen to someone. Yet God did that. I mean, God did that for us. He showed his loving kindness. It'd be much easier to say, hey, you guys that are bad, get out of here. But he's like, no, I love you. Kindness mean, means to love. Love's a key word. The Bible is a love story. This podcast is about kindness, and you can't be kindness without showing love. So I, I talk with them. I talk with you. I talk with everybody. We need to look at being selfless. If I'm selfless and you're selfless and we work together, Oh my goodness, the amazing things we can do. As I closed out the lesson, we talked about being selfish and selfless. And I say, hey, line up at the door. But how would lining up look if you were selfish? And a couple of kids are getting ready to sprint to the door as they always do. And they're like, ooh, they pause. But if you're, I said, okay, line up selflessly. And you see them sort of moseying up. I said, Somebody's got to be at the front of the line, but it means you don't try to knock over people. You don't try to take out people. You don't try to be the first one to get there. And then as they're standing in line, I say, you know, 
A great theologian once said, He who is first will be last, and he who is last will be first. That's my paraphrase of Matthew 19.30, uh, where Jesus says, But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. And they look at me. They're like, what's that mean? I said, well, sometimes it means you just got to think about other people, sacrifice for other people. I had one student look at me and go, I heard that. Looking kind of, I'm doing facial expressions here while I'm recording this with like that, that look of things. He goes, I heard that at church. <laughs> I said, I winked at her. I said, yeah, he did. You know who said that? But I can't say that out loud or else I won't be a teacher for long, but I'm able to sort of get some of Jesus in there for those kids. They might not hear it at all and they don't even know it. So it's that simple. Be kind. Be kind to your family. Be kind to your friends. Be kind to your coworkers. Be kind to people you don't like. If we do that, we are showing Jesus' love through our kindness and people will see Jesus and desire a relationship with him due to our simple actions of showing his love and kindness. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for your love, the, the kindness you showed to us by coming down to earth, the love you showed, the sacrifice you made for us on that cross. We can never repay that. All we can do is live like you, live for you, and pay forward what you showed us. Help us to think throughout this week to be very cognizant, to pay attention to the kindness we're showing to others. If we see we're about ready to lose it, take a step back and show that person kindness. It's very simple, but so hard at times. Help us to remember that we can only control ourselves. And if each of us takes that time to control how we are treating others, it will affect the world and we will make mighty, mighty change. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your love. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for all you provide us with each day. Help us to be your light on the hill in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen. So this week, I, I challenge you, as I said in the prayer, be really cognizant of your actions. Think each one through and see if they're showing the kindness of our Lord. So I have some cool news to share with you. I have a sponsor for the podcast. I've been looking around for awesome clothes to share the gospel. And after many hours searching, I found Anchored Music Apparel. They have some pretty amazing shirts, hoodies, hats, etc. And that you can do what I call clothing ministry, which is wearing clothes. People seem like, oh, look, I'm getting the word of God in me. Cool thing I found about this site is they also sing. They have music that they've recorded. It sounds really, really awesome. So if you do that, if you get a shirt from them, people will see you sharing God through your apparel. I love them so much that I signed up to be a brand ambassador for them. So their website is anchored music.com or you can see a link on my podcast page with my referral code on there if you use the code it's that simple you get 15% off and I get credit now some people are going wait Adam you're trying to make money no 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 because as I've said before I'm not planning to make any money on this podcast so 100% of any commission I make on the site will be given back to God for his ministry so keep an eye on Facebook or Instagram pages soon for pictures of my family wearing some of the clothing and it's just I found it and I loved it and I have people that I'm sharing it with and they're getting super excited so hit me up with any questions you might have and 
I look forward to that partnership growing. As I as I have said before, I have another amazing partner. Some of you might even be listening to me here. That partner is Kingdom Praise Radio. I love the station. I listen to it throughout the week at times. My son loves it. He calls it music from angels. So it's an amazing growing station. It has lots of has lots of awesome music and has it's growing with podcasts. My show premieres each week at 7:30 a.m. Central, 8:30 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you're listening to Kingdom Praise Radio, take a moment and check out my podcast site. Check out my Facebook site. Email me at it's that simple at gmail.com. If you're listening to me on regular podcast sites, check out Kingdom Praise Radio. Help my brother Kenrail Francois grow the ministry for the kingdom. And all the past episodes are anywhere you can hear them. Also, if you're on, on Spotify, give me a quick little follow. Well, I want to connect with all of you. I hope to hear from you, and I want us to work together to make his kingdom grow. Have a wonderful week. God bless.